first to the last verse of Amazing Grace. Everyone knows it. Sam Pope going to bring our special.
Nehemiah chapter 4 this morning. All of this has been wonderful. Brother Sam, thank you. Thank you for everybody that has had part of this music service. The music service is planned for the sole purpose of preparing our hearts uh, to get to the Word of God. It's setting the stage. It's preparing us, getting us there. And I'm telling you, I'm there this morning. I'm ready. And I'm ready to see what God has for us. Uh, Man, what a blessing. Today has been this whole month. Uh, I made a plea for our Sunday school, and y'all have answered the plea. Uh, I believe we had 188 this morning, if I understand that right. And I praise the Lord for this because still not in red in February yet. So, uh, but somebody said there's 200 that first Sunday. Me and Miss Denise are still fighting over that. Uh, but we will. Uh, Next Sunday is the gold day, and all this is is just to get people here, get them excited. Our goal is to have 200. Uh, we've been close every Sunday 
What a blessing to have that many people in the Word of God learning more about Jesus. That's what it's all about, folks. It's all about what Brother Sam's just saying about lifting up the cross, lifting up Jesus. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. If there's anything we're standing up for in this old world, it's His Word this morning. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 1, it said, But it came to pass that when Samballot heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren, the army of Samaria, and said, What do these feeble Jews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Here. O our God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of of captivity. Cover not their iniquity, let not their sin be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together, and the half thereof, and the people had a mind to work. And it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah, the Arabians, and the Ammonites and the Ashdites heard that the wall of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. What a beautiful word. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They shall not know neither see, till we come in the midst among them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of Your Word. Give me Your touch this morning. Lord, I need to be filled with Your Holy Spirit. I want to be led. And everything that comes from my mouth, may it be from You and You alone. Lord, I pray that you would bless this service. I pray souls would be saved today, Lord. I pray us as saved people would draw closer to you, submit to your will, Lord. Lord, may we just open our hearts to this. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. There in verse 9, that first word there mentioned there is a beautiful word, nevertheless. That is a beautiful word that we find throughout the Word of God. That is a beautiful word that we find in just about every book of the Bible. We find that in the midst of God's people going through tragedy, going through hard times, going through trials, we find where God's people are nailed down by the devil and by the enemy. And then that beautiful word, nevertheless, but, however, in spite of, even though God's people are having a tough time, in spite of those tough times, Isn't that wonderful? That's something we have that the world doesn't have today. They have troubles just like we have troubles. But friend, we have that beautiful word, nevertheless. Nevertheless. Us as God's children must understand that if the Lord's will is going to be accomplished in our life, then we must realize the power of nevertheless. It means nonetheless, notwithstanding, however, in spite of, in spite of all the opposition around us. Child of God, God is good. God is faithful. How many times that God has called us to do His will. 
and things begin to pile upon us. The enemy is fighting us, trying to slow us down. Us as God's people must use that beautiful word, nevertheless. Nevertheless, the devil is attacking. Nevertheless, the Lord is still on His throne. The enemy is strong. Nevertheless, God is stronger. The devil is coming at every angle. Nevertheless, the army of the Lord is greater. <laughs> the, 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 the press, the pressure of the devil is strong. Nevertheless, the grace of God is still sufficient to go through everything that we face. Child of God, understand today that nevertheless is a great word. It's a word that we must apply to our vocabulary. It's a word that we must apply to our prayer life. And when it comes to fulfilling the Word of God, and that's what we've been talking about in the book of Nehemiah, we went through chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 we have skipped. Chapter 3 is very simply, they're beginning to build the gates, they're building the wall, and here's Nehemiah, the nation of Israel, trying to fulfill the will of God in their life. The enemy is there, but nevertheless, nevertheless, Romans 8.28 says, and we know, that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to His purpose. Isn't that a precious promise today? To know in the midst of tragedy that everything going on may not be good, but God is going to work it out for good. Let me tell you something. God's on His throne. He also said, if God be for us, who can be against us? If you're saved, you're on the winning side today. If you're a born-again believer, understand, we've read the back of the book, and we win. Understand there's victory promised in every battle that we face. Understand that there's victory in grace and strength for every battle and every enemy and everything we face in life. Hey, it may be bad, but nevertheless, God's still good. God's still faithful. God's still loving us. God hadn't give up. We might give up, but nevertheless, God won't give up. He's faithful. He's sure today. Oh, aren't you thankful for nevertheless? Nevertheless, the first point that I want us to look at this morning is the fight from the opposition. We mentioned some of this last week, and I want to continue on with the opposition. Because something that we find in this book very often, when God's people are trying to accomplish God's will, the opposition will always be there. It would be easy today... That if we just said, God, this is what we know You want for us, so we're going to do it. It would be so easy today if we left this place and the enemy never battled us or bothered us. It would be easy to accomplish that. But may I remind you, the devil does not want you to fulfill the will of God in your life. He does not want people to be saved. He does not want God's people to be successful in their ministry and in their relationship with Jesus. If you're saved today, the enemy desires to devour you. And every step of the way, the enemy will do anything and everything he can to stop the progress of a child of God. As a child of God, we ought to grow every day. The will of God ought to develop every day in our life. And the devil will do anything to stop that. He'll do anything to stop that. Notice the opposition. Notice verse 1. <coughs> but it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? 
They, will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Notice the opposition here. Nehemiah is trying to do God's will. He's trying to do a good thing. But when you try to stand up and do a good thing, you remember the enemy's going to be there. And the enemy was there to fight off the will of God. Nehemiah was doing right. Nehemiah was doing good. But the enemy opposed the plan of God and he opposed the work of Nehemiah. And understand that he brought people to come along and get mad. Who in the world would get mad at somebody doing what God has called them to do? The devil would. Who in the world will be opposed to people going to church and getting in their Bible and studying and being a witness for the Lord? The devil would. And the devil would send anybody, just like I said, he's looking to ride in on somebody's back. Amen? He's looking, he can ride in on my back, he can ride in on your back, he can ride in on any of us, and he's looking to stop what's going on in our life. Understand, these people got mad. These people got furious about the work of the Lord being done. This world don't understand what we're doing here this morning. They don't understand why we pray. They don't understand why we preach. They don't understand why you're here this morning. But friend, we know, don't we? We know what we're doing here. And every day the opposition is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Understand the opposition doesn't want you to follow the Lord. Doesn't want you to go to church. It's not a coincidence that the kids are worse on Sunday morning. I've got three. I can amen that. I know. It's not a coincidence. The devil's doing everything he can to prevent you from serving God. He'll use anybody he can to prevent you from serving God. He'll use your kids. I've got three. Amen. I know. He can use anybody. Understand the opposition gets mad when we are fulfilling the will of God in our life. Now notice verse 2. It's amazing how Sanballat begins to question the work of the Jews. And he said, what do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? And they begin, will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Tobiah, uh, he questioned the stability of the work. They began to down what they were doing. They began to rally around and they began to speculate. And they said, what they're doing doesn't make sense. It's not worth it. I don't know what their plan is, but it's dumb. It doesn't make sense. They don't need to be doing what they're doing. And what they're doing is not going to hold up. What they're doing is not going to stand the test of time. They even said those very walls they were building, well, a fox would be able to tear them down. They disconnected and, and tried to disprove the work of God, the work of His saints. But understand, they were working for the Lord. And while the enemy came along and tried to do everything they can to destroy what they were doing, they were still doing the work of the Lord. And you remember this, what you do for the Lord will last forever. And they were fulfilling the will of God. And the opposition said, what they're doing will not last. What they're doing is not going to help in the end. Child of God, what we're doing right here today will help us in the end. 
what you do for Jesus will last for all of eternity. The world has told us that, oh man, that is ridiculous. That ain't going to help you. It's not going to help you, friend. The only thing that matters in life is when the end of this life comes and we stand before the Lord and we will stand and, and we will have an account of what we've done with Jesus and what we've done for Jesus. Understand, lost person, the most important thing in this world is what you do with Jesus. And after you get saved, the most important thing is what you do for Jesus. That's the most important thing. And what you do will last. What you do for the Lord will last for all of eternity. Y'all with me this morning? I'm glad what I do for Jesus will last forever. People used to tell me, why are you going to be a preacher? That's dumb. Why in the world? Hey, I didn't want to preach. That was God's plan. And God's plan is right and God's plan is perfect. But along the way, child of God, there's going to be opposition. I want you to notice this opposition. Notice in these first three verses. Notice verse 7. Notice verse 8. Notice verse 8. And conspired all of them together to come to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Now I want you to notice where their opposition came from. It came, number one, from the outsiders. It came from the lost world. It came from those that didn't understand. And the Bible says here that they conspired. This word conspired means make secret plans to commit an unlawful or harmful act. They were conspiring against the will of God to be accomplished. Understand the persecution came from outsiders. They came from people that didn't understand. And as a child of God, you will face persecution from outsiders. But I want you to notice another place in verse 10. And Judah, Judah's the one that's building these walls, okay? And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burden is decayed, and there's much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst of them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. Notice opposition is going to come from without, but it's going to come from within. And as they began to build and they began to work, the opposition began to discourage some of God's people. And some of God's people began to oppose and to be negative and began to oppose the work of the Lord. Not only did their opposition come from outside, but it came from within. And I think as God's people, that's where we get our feelings hurt the most. Not those people in the world making fun of us. Not those people in the world forsaking us. But it's those very Christians that we take so much uh, thought in and so much that we love. And those Christians, when they surprise us and they say things maybe not so comforting and they do things and maybe not showing support of what God's doing in our life, I tell you, I'm not surprised when the world lets me down. But when I got a brother and sister in Christ lets me down, it hurts. It hurts. And that's why people leave so often the church and they say over and over and over again, well, that so-and-so let me down. And so-and-so said this. I can't believe. And all the world is filled with people with hurt feelings because of people from within. Understand, you're going to get persecuted from outside, but you're going to be persecuted from within. And that's why you must understand the power of nevertheless. There's going to be people you love, people that you have faith in, people you take unction in that will let you down. Listen to me. Listen to me. When I surrendered to preach, the very people that I thought would stand behind me laughed at me and said, well, that won't last long. 
That's just another phase. That's just another phase. It hurt. It hurt. Those were the very people supposed to stand up with me. Nevertheless, God's will is good. Nevertheless, 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 the enemy was there. Nevertheless, discouragement was there. Nevertheless, the opposition was there. Nevertheless, notice the determination of God's people. In verse, after verse 3, the enemy came to discourage them. In verse 4, once again, this is about the fourth or fifth time already. Nehemiah falls down here, O our God. Understand that in spite of all you're going through, remember God cares. God is worried about what you're going through. And when opposition comes, instead of speaking out against that opposition, without telling them what you think they ought to hear, you fall down before the Lord. And you ask the Lord for help. And you ask Him for strength. And understand what He did here in this prayer. He is asking God to take care of His enemies. Nehemiah didn't say, I'll take care of them. He said, God, you take care of them. You take care of my opposition. I'm not going to laugh at them. I'm not going to yell at them. I'm not going to curse them. I'm not going to treat them like a dog like they're treating me. I'm going to put them in your hands, and I'm going to let you take care of them. The worst trouble we get ourselves in is when we try to take care of our enemies. We need to back off and let God handle them. Amen? We need to let God take care of our enemies for us. Understand the enemy is trying everything he can can for you to stop the will of God taking place in your life. God will defend you. And I love what Nehemiah did. When opposition came, he just fell down. Oh, how much better our life would be if every time opposition came, they just fell down. I wonder, I don't see any pause in some of this. Miss V, I wondered if he just fell down before him. I wonder if he just fell down before Sam Ballot started praying. You remember when he talked to the king? The king said, what do you need? The Bible said he fell down and went to praying. What do we need, Lord? Right there in front of the king. What if we just stop and prayed? What if we just stop right there, everything we're doing, and just stop and say, Jesus, here it is. Help me. I need you here. I need you here. In verse 4, they prayed that God would handle the opposition. Notice verse 6. So we built the wall. The opposition's here. Nevertheless, they were determined. And they built the wall. Opposition is here to stop us. Nevertheless, we got to keep on working. Got one amen on that. Come on, people. Nevertheless, we got to we got to stay on the wall. Nevertheless, we got to keep working. The opposition will do anything and everything to slow us down. Nevertheless, the work of the Lord needs to continue. Child of God, be steadfast. Be unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. If you are pushed out, the devil has won in your life. Be steadfast. Stay on the wall and get to work. Stay at work. Don't let somebody discourage you. Don't let somebody get you down. Man, get some determination like God's people had here. Even though they were screaming and hollering and protesting, hello, they were protesting that wall, those people stayed at work. Nevertheless, they kept on working. Nevertheless, they kept on building. Child of God, nevertheless, let's keep on going. Let's keep on working. Nevertheless, they were determined. Oh, what determination. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together into the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. Isn't that beautiful? All that was on their mind was the work of the Lord. And it was so great upon their mind and their heart that no opposition could stop 
what God had started in their heart. That's where it starts, people. It's right here. And if you don't get it right here, you're not going to get it out. we got to have a mind to work. That was their determination. I want you to notice here in verse 9. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God. Nevertheless, they prayed again. They prayed again. They prayed again. Can you pray too much? No. Can you pray too loud? No. Can, can you exhaust God? No. You keep on praying. And I've said this every Sunday, and I'm going to say it again. Let's pray it through. Whatever God's will is in our life, let's pray it through. So many times as God's people, we quit praying. We pray, God, do this. He doesn't do it in one day, and we quit on Him. Every day. Chapter 1 says, day and night they prayed. Day and night they prayed. Continue. Be steadfast. Be steadfast in your prayer life. Now notice what it said here. In verse 9, Nevertheless, we made prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. Nevertheless, they prayed. Nevertheless, they watched the enemy. Don't take your eyes off the enemy. You understand who he is. You understand that he's at work. And he's alive and he's real. Understand that he wants to devour you and your family. You keep a watch. You keep a watch. I won't do something, and I've done this before, but y'all look around. Look at the person beside you. Look at them. Look at them. Listen, they're not the enemy. They are not the enemy. We got to quit being each other's enemy. We got to watch, and we got to understand who the enemy is. Listen to me. I'm not your enemy. Your spouse is not your enemy. Your brother and sister in Christ is not your enemy. I've been in church at times when people fighting and fussing. There's no room for that. There is no room for that when you're serving the Lord. Because we need to be busy watching and not gossiping. We need to be busy watching and not fighting. We need to be busy watching and not getting down about the things going on around us. Spend more time watching the enemy than fighting the enemy. Hello? Let the Lord fight them. Let the Lord take care of them. Now I want you to turn to Psalm 37 and we're going to be done. Psalm 37. And I, I read this psalm a lot. I love this psalm. And this last point here is very simple. The faithfulness of God. Child of God, when you find God's will in your life, I pray that you'll get determined about it. I pray that you would, you would just have that, that assurance of what God wants you to do. And don't let anything stop progress. Don't let anything in your life stop you from what God wants you to do. Y'all hear me? Don't let anything or anybody stop you from doing what God wants you to do. Child of God, we got to speak up, we got to stand up, and we got to do what God has called us to do. Don't let the world get you down. Oh, their voice is loud, preacher, ours is louder. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Apparently mine's not too loud right now. Our voice is louder than the opposition. Our army is stronger than the opposition. Our God is greater than the devil. I want you to know Jesus is better than that old devil. Let me tell you something. The devil is a liar. The devil is limited. And the devil's a loser. <laughs> He's a loser. Our God is good. Our God is faithful. Psalm 37.
Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Be thou envious, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Child of God, would you just trust in the Lord? So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. God, take care of you along the way. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Right, put a star by this verse. I read it nearly every day. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man that bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evil doers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. Oh, what a promise. For yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The will of God can be so difficult sometimes of accomplishing. So many people stop doing what God's called them to do because of the enemy. May I remind you, Jesus is on his throne. May I remind you, he's faithful. The other day, somebody was going through something. Very faithful Christian that I love. And they just got down and they let the opposition get them. And they began to question God. God, why? God, why? Isn't it amazing how good a work the enemy can do on us sometimes? What do you say to somebody like that? You remind them who God is. You remind them of His grace, of His mercy. Of love. God's faithful. God's faithful. Promised Land Church, do you hear me? God is faithful. And that one that parted the Red Sea for the Israelites will do all things that we ask Him if we pray in faith and we pray in the name of Jesus. Understand that same power that He used to rain manna down from above. He still has it today. He still has it. Oh, preacher, it all makes sense. It's not supposed to. It's not supposed to make sense. Walk by faith and not by sight is what the Bible says. That's hard. But He's faithful. You mean you're going to step out there? You're good. No. I'm not stepping out because I'm good. I'm stepping out because He's good. We don't follow God's will on our goodness, but we follow God's will on His goodness. He's good today. He's faithful. Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. Miss Jennifer is going to play for us. And as she plays, if you have the need to be saved today and you would like to talk, would you come down let me show you how to be saved. If you need to come to these altars, maybe you've just been down, the opposition's been working on you, and it's just time for you to do exactly what Nehemiah did, stop and pray. Would you do that? If you need to join this church, if you need to come for baptism, would you come right now? As she plays, you come. These altars are open.